welcome to the podcast of Of Course They Make Me Crazy. It's about crazy family stories. We all have one, right? More importantly, it's for those of you living with someone who suffers with a mental illness. You can start to feel lost in their world. Now, I get it. I grew up with a bipolar mom addicted to pain pills. Hoping the stories shared here will help you through difficult days. It's not all serious. We laugh and joke, too. If you have little ones around, pop in your headphones. Adults only, please. Welcome to the podcast of Of Course They Make Me Crazy. Hey there, how are all of you doing? I'm so excited for this episode. My bestie, Nicole Morris, uh, Nicole Lynn Morris, actually is joining me today. And why I emphasize that is because I am April Lynn Norris. <laughs> and we always got a kick out of that. So we've known yes. each other since we were in second grade. And then I came back during my junior year of high school and we graduated from a small town about an hour outside of Cleveland, Ohio. It's a little town called Huron, Ohio. And so we never kept in contact all those years that I was gone because of course we were just little little girls. So we instantly rekindled our friendship on the first day back of high school. And so Nicole, I have to um, uh, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me, by the way. Of course. And so I have to like think back and every time I introduce you or every time the, the flashback of memories come back to me of you being this little girl that looked like Annie from the movie because, <laughs> because your mom, curly hair. yeah, because your mom permed your hair, right? Yes. That was, that was sad. <laughs> yes. yes, She did. She wanted me to look like, just like her. Oh my God. And you did, you did that or like a little old lady, you know how they would. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. But it wasn't blue. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> but it had a red tint. I don't know why, but um, no, I'm just. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and then, so y'all, Nicole had like the best stuff. Okay. So she lived in this big house on the water on Lake Erie and my family, my grandmother, who you, many of you, if you've been listening to this episode have heard tons about, but my grandmother rented a house across the park from Nicole's family's home. And my mom and my brother and I moved in with our grandmother. And uh, so therefore Nicole and I became friends. I think Nicole was probably because we were, uh, we went to the same school, but we probably had to wait at the uh, for the school bus together, I, I would assume. I remember seeing you at the park uh, across the street. That's oh. where I remember seeing you. And oh. I remember you, you and I were like playing on the pull-up bar and I was like, I don't know what it was about you, but there was a connection. And I was like, ah, I'm going to miss her. Like, it was like you and I connected and I remember you telling me I'm moving to New Jersey. And I was like, <laughs> my heart my heart my heart was broken she was my best friend you know <laughs> so it was so because you all right so she lived in this big house and it was just beautiful and she you had all like the hello kitty stuff and I did yeah I did you did and you had like the lunchbox and the pens and the pencils <laughs> and, and I had like you know pens that my grandma and mom dug out of their purse and put in a 
little, you know, um, yeah. uh, paper bag. You remember those little lunch bag paper bags? They'd roll them up real tight, yeah. put like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, God, she's got the coolest stuff. And uh, <laughs> so, anywho, so I left and we moved, you know, I, God knows where. I think it was actually New York, uh, upstate New York, or, you know, so maybe, yeah, I thought you said New Jersey, but maybe you're right. Because I remember you had a boyfriend and remember you introduced me to him, but that was New Jersey. Yeah. But that was in freaking high school. We were eight years. We're in second grade. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you did move to you. I didn't know all this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You're jumping ahead of the game. (laughs) Yes. Okay, I didn't know yeah. any of that. Yeah, so we're just little bumpkins. And so I tell you, I'm moving, you're bummed out. And then years go by. So if we're in second grade, years go by, and then I come back as a teenager, right? So we're in junior juniors at in, in high school. And the reason I decided to move back is because we did, my family did move around so much. Every year I was the new girl, I finally said, uh, fuck this. I cannot do this anymore. I need to graduate with people that I know I cannot be the new girl, you know, for my graduation. This is nuts. And you're right. I moved back to Huron from New Jersey, uh-huh. um, okay. which was a total culture shock because New Jersey, you know, you remember this just by, you know, my boyfriend, anyway, it was like, you know, 90210 people. Yes. Jersey. Yes. Where it was like big hair, big earrings, big makeup, big everything, big, big, big. And then I moved to Huron, Ohio with our, what was our graduating class? Like a hundred? No, 82 people. Shut the front door. Are you kidding me? Okay. Yes. So yes. Yes. 82 I walk people. in from this enormous high school to this, you know, small town, all the girls, no makeup, no hairspray, probably khaki pants. I'm remembering like sweatshirts mm-hmm. all over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eucomonious. I mean, just yes. Eu- yes. Yep. Me to death. Okay. So, anywho, so I think you walked up to me, Nicole. <laughs> Don't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you walked up to me and you said, "I have been waiting for years for you to come back." <laughs> yeah, probably true because I'm like everybody else here fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we've been best friends since so yeah yeah okay. and you never lived in the same damn state as me for I, very long not for not very, very long, long. you're right you're right I, mm-hmm. I moved quite a bit even you know once we graduated so okay so during high school Nicole had always heard or even experienced some of my crazy family stories and and during all of that you know I thought she had the perfect family but come to find out years later as adults or just, you know, like when we were in, you know, college, but really as adults, she didn't have the perfect family. So what we hope you get out of this episode is not just a two couple of besties slinging back a glass of wine on a Sunday night. We hope that, that, you know, you are not who you come from. Okay. So maybe you are who you come from, but you're your own human being. And no, you're not who you come from. You're who you're who you choose to be. Exactly. And, and it really has it really April. I mean, I I, I want to talk about this for a second, but I also want to tell you that 
the man in my life right now is like really, really good for me. You can make a choice that can better you. Whatever situation you're in, you can make a choice. You either choose positivity, even though it sucks and it's hard and it's always going to be a challenge in some way. And it's normal to deal with sadness, but you have a choice to make that choice or you can choose to live in sadness and in the past and in sorrow. And I don't care how much money you all have. And it's the same in in any situation. I I really feel that you have a choice to make, you know, a chance to you make a choice to make yourself better. Right. And that's all you need to do try yeah. to make yourself better right and and try to be around good people and that are kind and nice and you know don't look at the bad like I had my tooth knocked out when I <laughs> freaking ate a corn on the cob the other night and April texted me at least you have the means to be able to get it fixed which is a very positive thing because she's right I do I actually do I I have nothing to be negative about it but you know it's really annoying but we all do, we all have a choice to make. And that is why we're doing only audio and not video because Nicole is missing her front too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's, she all going hillbilly style on us, you know? I and, am, I am. And I paid a lot of money for these freaking teeth. But, you, you know, you, at the end of the day, I haven't laughed. I, I laughed so much with my boyfriend today. I mean, I literally, I was like, oh my God, this is fucking crazy. Like I have a lisp and <laughs> seriously, it's, it's comical. You have to find humor in everything. You can't just be like, oh, woe is me all the time. You know? And I, I think some people, you get stuck in your sadness and it's easy to get stuck there. It's easy to, it's really easy to get stuck there. I, I've been guilty of it. Um, I think but, we, you know, we've all been guilty of it. Yeah, and- yeah. I mean, it's normal. That's human. It's human nature to be like that. But I do think that if you can seek something that is humorous in every situation, you will come out in a positive way. And April is correct. And when you want to seek something positive and you seek it, you will get it. If you seek to see, look at the negative, you're going to see the negative. That's truly, truly, I mean, that's really how I feel like, and it's true. Like you will see positive when you look at positive. You know, you know. And so when I say come to find out years later as adults, you really didn't have the perfect life. I never knew that. So you were always in high school. You were always kind of at my house. I think that's, um, Yes. The way we all operated, you know, you and our friend Teresa at the time, we would all kind of come to my place because I think because I had a laid back grandma. And you did. She was cool. Like, yeah, she, you know, I didn't, wasn't going to have somebody like my dad would come up and judge me and question me and like want to know what was going on. And he had a lot of insecurities that he dumped on me. And, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, what really happens is that you realize that, you know, you have parents that do the best they can. And, and I, my dad loved me. So, you know, I don't have anger towards him anymore. I did when I was in high school. I mean, I totally did. Well, but, let's set the stage, Nicole, and kind of introduce those okay. that are listening to us right now to your dad. Because when I say 
you didn't have, you know, the perfect family. Um, we're referring to him. And okay. really, I didn't realize that you suffered what you did during high school, because first off, you never really talked about it much. And right. I think when you were at my place, you kind of witnessed, you know, what I was dealing with. And I think I'm just a big mouth and I like to, you know, talk about what I'm experiencing. But that really wasn't the case for you back in the day. And so I remember you saying, it, so by the way, everybody, so Nicole is a big fitness buff, okay? Like just since high school, I mean, she came out of the womb, like working out. I'm not freaking kidding you, okay? So like, I remember in high school, she always had her bagel and her banana and her hair oh, yeah. was crunchy all the time. And she was going to the gym right after you know, school. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? You know, like, and just, <laughs> she was always just going, going, going. But I remember you said to your, you know, that you would say, oh, well, here's, you know, my mom gets up, she goes to bed at eight o'clock at night and she wakes up at four o'clock in the morning and she's gone most of the day doing errands and things of that sort. And the only thing you ever expressed to me about your dad was, is that she was just trying to stay away from your father. And yeah. I think, you know, when somebody says that, you know, back in high school, I don't think I ever meant, you know, I, I never quizzed you on that. Like, well, why does she want to stay away from your father? I right. just assumed that it was because your father drove her fucking nuts and she didn't right. want to be around him, which was the case, but it was a little bit more than that. So your dad was deeply depressed. Extremely depressed. Um, well, he was manic when he was younger. So I remember being up at the like stop of this the, the staircase and coming down and like listening to my parents talk and be like, what kind of mood is my dad in right now? Can I go down there? Is he going to be angry? Is he, uh, is he depressed? Is he sad? Is he going to start crying? Like, what was it? Because every day it was a little different. Mm -hmm. And so I, I learned to not trust men and to not trust people's what they say, because I'm going to ask it again, like five times later, I'm going to say the same thing again, over and over again, because I need to hear, is that really how you feel? Because it wasn't, it wasn't always how he felt. Like he would be happy, sad, like, and it was extreme when I was young. Then when I got older, then it was just depression. And he didn't, he didn't want to get help. He didn't, he couldn't, he, it was so painful to him that he didn't want to get help. You know, I mean, where do you think that came from, Nicole? Like, you know, so you were because you are you're like a Miss Bossy Pants. And so if uh -huh. you uh, you you interject a lot, you question a lot, you, mm -hmm. um, you know, put opinions on a lot, which which is why I love you so much. Um, so I can just imagine you as a little girl or, you know, a high school girl uh, saying basically, dad why do you feel this way? What is wrong with you? Yeah. And he probably says, Oh, you know, you know, Nikki, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just, yep. you know, da, da, da. and really dad, really are you? And so for me hearing that and just kind of seeing it on the outside where your dad sold, I think it was sailboats, right. Or boats. And yes. And he was very successful at what he did back in the day. So um, 
but then he didn't really manage his money because of the depression, but was it a hereditary thing? What do you think led to your dad um, becoming this way? And did your, you know, did, did you always see it Were your folks was, was your mom and your dad happy at one point and then it all Uh, of a sudden took a drastic change or no it never it never took a drastic change I think um (sighs) okay so what I think is really honestly um some people choose to accept their past and some people don't Mm -hmm. some people choose to be angry and upset because they didn't get the lifestyle that they thought they should have and they were dealt this card yet so they're pissed about it or they realize that it is an experience and I can do something different Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't I don't know how to say it to you April but I think I have so much respect for you. Like you have no idea how much respect for you I have. Like you have made the choice to become a better human being and to be a kind human being because you didn't want to be whatever you didn't get. Right. Jeff was the same way. My dad made the choice not to. Because Jeff, he felt Jeff is your boyfriend, just so those who are listening know who you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, sir. And when, and when you say your dad did not do that, what was the beef with your dad? Because that house you all were living in was basically, that was a, it was a family gift, wasn't it? He didn't actually buy yes. that house. No. So um, he was given everything. Um, they, all that property that we owned, we owned like 15 um, homes on the lakefront including the property that I had the house on, it was a gift. My, my, my grandma on my dad's side, and my dad was an only child, if that doesn't make any difference, but yeah. he, he was given all of that, but he didn't have to work for anything. He had, he, he was just given to him. And then he had a bunch of baggage that he didn't deal with and he chose to throw it away. What baggage was it? Well, he was, um, so, um, so I'm a quarter Jewish. I'm not sure if we've talked about that, but, um, my, my, um, my dad's mom, uh, was Catholic or something like that, I think. And my dad's dad was Jewish. And apparently back in the time, especially in here in Ohio, um, it was like a big to do that you married, like Jewish person married, you know, a, a, a Catholic person or something married a Jewish person. So it, it was looked at very negatively instead of positively. Um, so he was, he was told he was not a good child. He was a product of his dad. You know, I don't like your dad. And, uh, and oh, by the way, my dad's dad died when he was 17 on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, okay. So, so he grew up being discredited for his background. Yes. And then he grew up not really having a father. And by the way, I did not know there were any Jewish people in here in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. by the way, you know, my other half is Jewish. Yeah. So yeah. I, Dennis, yeah. my other half is Jewish. So that is interesting. Okay. Yep. So he yep. grew up not having a dad. And then, so he was raised by his mom. Did his mom have depression or was she kind of shunned from the family? And um, all that, I don't know. I know at the end of it, she was, she was not a nice person. She was not a very kind person, but I think she was very direct. Um, I, I think she was a spoiled, rich white girl. Mm-hmm. And um, her, her, her husband died, she loved. And so she took it out on my, my death. Okay, got it. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I never knew any mm-hmm. of that, which I guess there's really no reason for us to discuss, you know, or even talk about that. So, um, so your dad is very sad. And I remember coming over to the house mm-hmm. and he would never really say much, you know, and I just thought he just probably was like, oh, those silly girls, they're going out. I'm not going to be bothered with them. Um, no, you know, he knew that I was uncomfortable around him. So I was like, you know, don't, he knew, he knew. don't talk to my friend's dad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Basically. <laughs> okay. So then, you know, I never put two and two together. Um, mm-hmm. and you were probably kind of like your mom in a way that, you know, right after mm-hmm. high school, you would go work out and you'd go teach fitness classes and you pretty much kept yourself so busy that I was always in awe of you in high school because I was like, God, Nicole does not slow down at all. She just goes and goes and goes. Um, And that was probably you and your mom just trying to stay away from his negative energy in a way. Yeah, I was trying to cope. Um, That's why exercise is so important to me. It's not about me burning calories or trying to stay skinny. It's it's a freedom for me. It's a, it feels good because I, I'm not trapped, you know, like I'm not trapped at all. I have, I can breathe and I feel really good about myself. I always feel good because I'm doing something good for myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so, okay. So by the way, you guys, it, those of you who are listening, we're all screwing everybody under the sun in our twenties, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're not getting- Nicole, not Nicole. <laughs> We're getting trashed and we're screwing anybody that nope, is not Nicole. <laughs> this? So my boyfriend, my boyfriend said to, uh, he was talking to his, his kids the other day for breakfast. But your current and, boyfriend, your current boyfriend. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. My cur- current boyfriend is like, you know, his daughter said, you know, when you're in high school, that's when you're, you're supposed to go through your, your wild phase. And my boyfriend said, not Nicole. That's when she went through middle age. <laughs> <laughs> It is so Isn't true. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? It's so true. You guys, she, Nicole was so regiment that in college, you know, I was two in a way, but not really. I mean, I worked two jobs. I, you know, was putting myself through college, but I was also going out and I was also having sex and I was also getting drunk and I did experience, you know, a little bit of ecstasy once in a while. Uh-huh. I'm you know? with you doing that. Yeah. You know, I traveled overseas. I went to Europe. And so I had like this, you know, I was sowing my, whatever they called wild oats, if that's the correct yeah. Yep. Where Nicole, yeah, yes. Okay. Went through middle age. 
he was your middle freaking age like literally you didn't have sex in your 20s for like two years oh no it it was steve and it was only because i I was in a relationship with him for like at least three or four months and we were like i was like 19 or 20 before i lost my virginity so you lost i thought you lost your virginity on the boat in um new jersey when we popped your cherry because you were skiing and you bounced off the wave (laughs) oh yeah no 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 doesn't that doesn't consider (laughs) but i remember that i do remember that nicole's a spinner and so am i so what that means is that we're short and And attractive attractive (laughs) and we're in shape right so nicole has seen in New Jersey and she bounces off this wave and she gets in the boat and <laughs> her monkey, when I, which is your vagina, that's what we call our, our, our down there, at least in my family, we call it monkey. Her monkey was like totally <laughs> just bleeding. I was like, and my, and my friends and I were like, we popped your cherry. Yeah. Um, but so she, <laughs> so you, after Steve though, you didn't have sex for like, you met this guy, John, you had sex with him, but, but um, in between that, I just remember there was a time where you like, Oh yeah. I went like eight, eight or nine years without it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Serious? Yeah. But I'm very different now. I'm very different now. Well, okay. Yeah. You all, she is making up for it, but I mean, I, I mean, can you imagine being in your twenties and going eight or nine years without having sex? I mean, that is, I just... ran a ton. I ran, like I ran a lot. <laughs> so we would go out and drink and Nicole would have one drink. Nicole would have one drink, even if she did get a little saucy, um, she would get up the next morning. I'm laying on the couch. I'm totally green. I want to order a pizza in and have it delivered. And Nicole's like, Oh, I got I'm going to go run six miles. And I'm like, how the F are we best friends? Like, I can't even deal right now (laughs) (laughs) with this. This is just such bullshit. So all right. So, so just know that she, you know, even back in the day, it was like iceberg lettuce with like no dressing on it. I mean, she's just very regimen in your life. And do you think, where the hell did you get that from? Is that just from, um, is that was something that your dad created because he was so judgmental and depressed and, you know, take me back a little bit of. So I feel like I'm in control when I'm, I like structure. My mom is the same way. She likes structure. Um, but I felt good about myself because I was structured and I went to work out. I felt good. I eat healthy. I felt good about myself. I was criticized and judged a lot, um, by my dad, not my, not by my mom, but by my dad, he he didn't mean to, but that's how he grew up. Um, so it was hard for me to feel good about myself. Mm Mm-hmm. What was it that he would say to you if you came downstairs and you were going to come me and do you remember any specific time that really hurt your feelings? No. So I don't, the thing is, I think I, I think most people don't remember this real true thing that hurts them. Mm -hmm. They remember the feeling and it's still there. Yeah. I think I tried to be empathetic that my dad was hurting and he, he wasn't nice to me or he, he did something to say, oh, or he denied it and he lied about it. Right. Like I think most people, the most parents want to protect their kids and, you know, not want to shun them from the things that they feel, you know, like my mom did the same thing. She just 
she wasn't the center of attention. So I don't even know what my mom's issues are, but she's, I'm sure she's got tons of them. Like, you know, I, I, every parent has them. I think the only thing you can say is that from my experience, I can say I had two parents that really loved me and cared about me and they're not perfect. And they have, it's fucked upness and every family has that whether you're low income and you're poor or whether you're, you're Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Every family has it and it's really hard to see it. And some people don't want to talk about it. I'm okay talking about it because I dealt with it and I forgave my dad because I had two parents to love me. Some people don't even, don't even have any of that, you know, yeah. like, and my dad, paid, like he paid for my college. Like, yeah, I, I have, I have issues because of my parents, but I still have parents that love me. And, and that is the thing. So like, so that is again, for me going back and I'm like, God, Nicole had such a great life. You know, her mom and dad paid for college. She doesn't have to worry about anything. They, you know, give her this, they give her that. And then um, your dad, we get older and your dad starts to basically become a hermit in the house and he did and you start talking about this a little bit more you start talking about i don't want to go home and visit him um you know he's sad he's depressed he makes me sad i don't fucking want to go visit this guy but you do because he's your dad and that's kind of where i was like hold the fort You're like what the fuck you never told me this you know what i mean mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, And then you go home to your father, who was this thriving businessman at one time. He's got all these properties that dwindled away. He has the house still, and he ends up having to sell it or something of that sort because uh, he's not making ends meet because he was living above his means at one point. And he just starts to go downhill, and he goes downhill hard. And what was... How did you deal with that? Well, well, first off, let's back up. What was it that made him go downhill? Was it sad being major depressed and he can't get himself out of the darkness? And that's what ultimately was the nail in the coffin? Or was it something else? Because I can't remember. Yes, it was, it was a choice. Um, He dealt with, um, so he had a lot of emotions tied to my, my mom and the marriage that he had and, and raising us. He had a lot of feelings. I don't think my mom exactly was really good for him either. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she brought out probably not the best in him. Yeah. Um, so I would say that they weren't a great couple but he he feels sadness because he is not close to his daughter who he wanted to be close to he wanted to be close to my brother who wasn't really close to um he didn't know how to be good with people or make people feel welcome or feel like happy at all or there's like it was always sad all the time and like who the fuck wants to be around sadness all the time? Well, no Nobody one does. does. And that's why your mom left and she decided yes. to divorce him. 
And then it was, he was left in this beautiful house by Alone. himself. And yes. you were off living your life and your brother's yes. off in California starting his own family. And Correct. his ex-wife is hanging out with some, you know, wealthy friends that are helping yes. her with investment opportunities. And she finds yeah. a jealousy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And everybody's moving on and he's not, he's stuck in the same house. Yes. Um, and he's going downhill. Yes. But he didn't choose to get help and we tried to give him help. Yeah. We said, get help because if you would have gotten help, I mean, I think that's the biggest key is like, we, we all have issues to work on. You need help from somebody. Like there's not one of us on this planet that's walking around perfect. No. So I, I, it's sad to me that he couldn't deal with it, I guess. So Nicole, how did you deal with that? How did you deal with your dad not being able to deal with it? You know, because he died. What, how old were you when he died? I can't remember. How old were we? Oh, it wasn't that long ago. It was like, I was 43. Okay. So like yeah. almost four years ago. Yeah. Four, five, almost five years ago. Yeah. So your father died right around then the same time my mom died. If I. Maybe not too far. Yeah. No, not maybe a year or two apart. Yeah. A year or two apart because I think we're coming up on my mom's fifth mm -hmm. anniversary in June. Mm -hmm. So maybe your dad is four years now. Yes. Four years in July. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then when he passed away, when he finally passed away. So let, let me back up. Cause I, when people are listening to this podcast, what I want them to take out of this is like coping skills. Right. So like, I know that you would work out you were very regimented in your life because you could control what was going on in your life and not control anything, you know, surrounding you. So that is what gave you peace. But when it came to coping with your father, was there anything that you did other than just say, I wish you weren't so sad because I read, so let's back up because you had a conversation before your dad passed and you yes. said to him, dad, and, and this is, you know, what I always say in my intros to my podcast, or really what I'm trying to explain the podcast to people is that um, this podcast is for those of us who live with someone with a mental illness. And the point of this podcast is to have people listen to stories like yours and like mine so they can learn and know that other people are dealing with this. They don't internalize it so much that they get sick themselves, right? And that we take on their pain a lot of times because um, because we love them so much, right? So like yes. you feel sad in yes. your high school years because your dad felt so sad and you yes. brought that with you through life. Yes. Um, but then there came a time when he was really passing away where you had that conversation with your dad and you just said, what? Like, I just wish you weren't so sad, dad. And I think that's how I feel about my mom too, Nicole. It's like, 
the beautiful life she could have led, you know, but yeah. she was mentally yeah. sick. She couldn't yeah. do it. Like I was talking to my yeah. uncle my uncles the other day and she's like he's like your mom didn't have a chance april with yeah yeah he was dealing with she didn't have yeah and i agree with that she did not have a chance your dad however who knows um i think he could have probably pulled himself up by the bootstraps a little bit more um yeah yeah thank you but he didn't and so you said to him i wish you just weren't so sad and what did I, he say to you when you said that to him he started crying and he said i'm so sorry nicole i don't ever want you to feel sad i don't ever want you to make you feel sad and i said i know dad i know that dad i said i i know you did the best you could and you would love me and that's all that matters and i repeated that twice and he started crying and we started crying and i said you know i i love you okay you know it's okay it was hard it was really hard and he knew that he put it on a young you know the the problem is sometimes people put their 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 baggage on their kids yeah and that's not what you're supposed to do but you know it happened but I still have a dad that loved me and didn't mean to harm me and I saw that so you know what life is not so bad it's okay like when I said that to him, I felt a lot of freedom within myself. I felt a calmness within myself because I said it and I genuinely said it and he saw me and, and what, what more could you ask for? You know, I think there's not much more you could ask for. I think that was perfect. And I think for those who are listening out there, if you have that opportunity with your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, sister, whoever the hell, you know, say that to them, say that to them and get there. So there you have, I have to preface that I did have a lot of anger towards my dad for a long time. I had a lot of anger towards my dad in high school. I had a ton of anger towards him, but there was at one time where you grow up and you let go of the anger, not just for your dad, but you do it for yourself. You do it to feel good because the only way you're going to be a better person is if you let go of that anger. Yeah. You know, no, I, you have to. Totally. I, I totally agree. You know, there's those sayings that you don't forgive for the other person. You forgive for yourself. And, yeah. you know, you don't really necessarily have to forgive if you don't want to, but at yeah. least provide yourself some peace, you know, in whatever way you can. Um, and I, that is what I have to do because otherwise I'd be popping down some pills, you know, and I I am swigging back some wine, but it's Sunday fun day and that's what we do. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's true. and, and so for those of you listening, like Nicole and I, she lives in Chicago. I live in Denver. And so Sundays are our days to catch up with each other. So we normally will, you know, have a phone conversation and have some wine. And this is what we're doing tonight instead. So, um, yeah, I just, I agree with you. I mean, it is what it's it hard. is. It's forgiving hard. is the hard forgiving is the hardest thing you can ever do to somebody who hurts you. Yeah. It's really, really hard. But if you do it, you're gonna be a, like a better person for yourself and for everybody around you. And do it genuinely. Don't just say yes. you're gonna do oh, it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it has to, it, it's a process, right? Like, um, I've been going to church with Jeff, which I really enjoy. And there was one sermon that talked about forgiving. And I was thinking about my ex-husband. And I actually forgave him in that sermon. Mm-hmm. But yet I still carry around a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. But that is really for me to deal with, not for anybody else. Yeah. You know, like I need to let it go because that's how you move forward. Otherwise you stay stuck in it. Ooh. And it's, you know what? You just brought your ex-husband up and that has got to be a whole nother episode. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about that another night. <laughs> and that is a teaser people. I mean, that is a shebanger of all shebangers and it's not, <laughs> it's not what, you know, he did to Nicole. I mean, that was not fun in itself. Hurt people, hurt people. It is what happened to him from his mother, what his mother yep. did to him. And yep. that is one of the most effed up stories I've ever heard in my life. And when Nicole yes. first told me that, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to marry this guy? You know, I know. After that. I know. I know. And she did. And it didn't, didn't last very long, but you know, she found herself after that but after that marriage that's when you started to live out your 20s <laughs> totally uh, oh totally my 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 mom was like uh he she told my brother she's like when she turns 40 yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna be pretty <laughs> <laughs> oh i know i was like oh my god we gotta put her in a straight jacket people oh Lord. yeah but uh, <laughs> but i'm glad that you did what you did you know, and yeah, I'm in a happy place, you know, like, and that's the thing. People think they can't get out of unhappiness. You can, you can totally get out of it. You can totally get out of it. You can, you just have to, you know, we'll be your friends. We'll get you out of that. You know, we'll get you out of that darkness and into a happy place. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. For sure. Oh, I love that. So, you know, we'll just sum this up right now. And I love you so much. You've been such a good friend to me. Um, I love you too, honey. And so thank you so much for joining me. And we, we hope that you all got something out of this podcast. Um, and you know, you can always reach out to me. Um, and I'd love to connect with you. And you all have a great rest of your week. All right. Good night, April. Those of us living with people suffering from a mental illness have a lot to deal with too. They're not the only ones hurting. We hurt with them. Having a supportive community is so important to your health. Would love to hear your story too. Email, of course they make me crazy, at gmail.com.